Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by Railroad Athletics. Are you sick of the cookie-cutter training programs? Well, we are too. Railroad Athletics is taking coaching back to the way it should be. Successful coaching requires personal relationships, attention to detail, and constant adjustments, not computer algorithms. That's why Railroad's athletes stay healthy and crush their personal best. Railroad's coaches work one-on-one with their athletes. They're available through text and calls all day, every day. Reach out to our head coach, Hayden Cox, at 404-606-0147. That's 404-606-0147. Or email us at railroadathletics at gmail.com to learn more. Railroad Athletics, helping you achieve your goals one step at a time. All right. So now we are here for our final episode of 10 Minutes in Tokyo. Uh, Probably will be the actual shortest one, might be the only one that's actually around 10 minutes. Uh, Before we get into that, please make sure that you leave a like, subscribe, leave a review. really helps us know you're enjoying everything. If you could take that extra 30 seconds to do that, it'd be really appreciated. Uh, Awesome. So today is the final day of track and field at the Olympics. We saw a lot of exciting Uh, competitions going down so let's just get right into it we'll start with the relays and then go into the individual events right after so uh, for the relays we had the four by fours Uh, for the men the team USA won it with a time of 255 Uh, Netherlands came in second and then Botswana got third for the women we had uh, the US taking the the championship or taking the win with a time of 316 Um, And then we had uh, Poland getting second and Jamaica coming in third place. And so these were exciting in if you're a Team USA fan because uh, for their own reasons. So for the U.S., they ran with uh, Rye Benjamin, Michael Norman, Bryce Dedmond, and uh, oh, man, who is that? Who is that fourth person? Rye Benjamin, Bryce Dedmond. Michael Norman and Michael Cherry. What am I talking about? And Michael Cherry as well. Um, the two guys that made it into the final. So they ran with, with that four. And what was interesting about that race is it was close, like the entire, uh, for most of the race. So uh, for the first three legs of the race until Rye Benjamin got it, um, like Botswana or, or the Netherlands were, were right in it. It was those three. They weren't taking everything away. U.S. was in the lead for the pretty much the entire time, but they never peeled away. And then at the once Rye Benjamin got it, he just put the he put the burners on, really extended the lead, and then ended up getting a win. Uh, they were also fairly close to getting the Olympic record. They were about um, a second off of that. Looks like they could have potentially gotten it. Um, but overall, it's nice to see USA men finally get a medal for the running events. We had been struggling with that the entire time, so they closed out. On a high note, I'm sure Michael Norman uh, felt really good about that. Same with Rye Benjamin, two guys that didn't probably have as great of an individual performance as they like to. Um, On the women's side, uh, it was great because we got to see the dream team. The announcers even said it. It was was Dalia Muhammad, A Thing Mo, Sydney McLaughlin, and Allison Felix. So we got to see the new new guns and then the older uh, veterans in the race, uh, and it was 
it, once you saw that this is what the race was going to be, of course, it was not even close. There, it was going to be the team versus the clock. And uh, they had a good shot at getting the world rec- or getting the world record of a time of 3.15.17. Uh, so they, they were in the mix of that, but uh, just just barely missed it with the time of, uh, of, what was it, 3.16. So they just barely missed it. Uh, we saw an excellent... Um, legs by pretty much everyone. Uh, the U.S. really separated themselves off the beginning. They got a little bit close when uh, Allison Felix got the baton, but uh, r- right after that, Dalia Muhammad dropped an insane 48-second uh, split, and then uh, a thing Mo dropped what was, I believe, the fastest split in a 4x4 in women's track and field history. Uh, I think that's what I heard. It was like a 48-3. And so she's just running out of her mind and has definitely solidified herself as one of the guaranteed spots on that 4x4 for the next 10 years. I think it's going to be her and Sydney McLaughlin are going to be on those four by, that 4x4 for such a long time. Uh, it's exciting that two, two ladies from New Jersey are going to be on that, uh, on that 4x4 for a long time. So, uh, yeah, they, they had an excellent race. At a shot at that Olympic or at the world record, um, I'm, I'm sure that they'll probably get another shot at it at the world championships in 2022. Um, I'll be interested to see if this is going to be it for Allison Felix. Is she going to be retiring right now after the, uh, you know, after the Olympics? She did say this was going to be her last Olympic Games, but will she try to extend this out to 2022? Try to get another world championships, very similar to what Bolt did. Uh, Bolt had his last Olympics in 2016, and then he extended to 2017 to go to the World Championships before he ended up shutting things down. So uh, I'll be interested to see if they decide to uh, extend this out, if she decides to extend this out, or is she going to be calling it quits here? Um, Either way, fantastic career. She got uh, Olympic medal number 11, so she is now the most decorated uh, track and field athlete in American history. So congratulations to her. Um, Very exciting to see, and um, yeah, heck of a career for her. Um, But good work work to Allison Felix and the rest of that squad there. Now, uh, let's get into these individual events, and we might as well just start with the best event that we've seen in in this uh, this Olympics, probably, or one of the best events, and so that is the men's 1500. Uh, even if you don't like distance running, the men's 1500 is a race that you definitely uh, should watch because it is it's turned in, the 1500 has turned into from a distance race into now it is just a sprint pretty much. It is a it is a three and a half or three and three-fourths lap sprint. Uh, there is no distance running, jogging, or whatever it is in this th- in this thing. And so um, it started off with uh, Timothy Chariot. He was the favorite going into this. He had broken the Olympic record the day uh, two days before, I believe it was, um, in the semis. And then go- going into this, he, he took the lead pretty early and, and showed that he, wa- he was going to be the front runner for this thing. Uh, and so he, and he was, and so up until the last curve going into the last 100, he was leading this race and, uh, Jakob Ingerbritsen just never let him get away from him. The, the nor the guy from Norway, he was on his tail. He was trying to, he was trying to push the pace a little bit and get him away, but he just wouldn't. And, uh, and Jakob Ingerbritsen ended up pushing really hard and, and getting a 328.33, which was the Olympic record by a mile, um, and not only did he break the Olympic record, but everyone in the top six broke what the Olympic record was. Um, and Timothy Chariot actually ended up dropping from second all the way down to third. Uh, Kerr, Josh Kerr, ended up pushing past him and beating him by like 
0.03 seconds just out leaning him at the line it was just a sh- it was just a, a race that was completely like unpredictable everyone was just running out of their mind even um Cole Hawker uh, of the U.S. broke the uh the previous Olympic record he ran a, a 340 a 331 uh, and he's showing that uh he's got he's He's the man. He can be that guy soon. Like he really is putting American distance running on the map here, um, and he's shown he's dropped his PR from at the NCAA's. It was three thirty five, and now he's running three thirty one. He dropped four seconds over the course of what two months, a month and a half, which is insane at this level. This we're not talking high school level where you can drop a PR by like 15 seconds and it, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, you just were, you know, better trained. Like, no, once you're at this level, like PRing by that much is huge and PRing, you know, to get what would have been the Olympic record is massive. And, uh, so I'm excited to see what he's going to be doing. Um, he's just running crazy fast times. It's going to be fun seeing him and Jakob Ingerbritsen running. They're very similar ages. I think, uh, both of them are like around there, you know, in their early twenties. So, um, seeing that, uh, kind of battle going on for the next 10, uh, years or so is going to be an exciting one. So, uh, very, very great race would hundred percent recommend watching that. Uh, if you have a chance, uh, like looking up on YouTube or, or whatever it might be. Uh, high jump, we had uh, Lysinki of the ROC. She won with a, a leap of 204. Uh, she actually was not really in the lead for most of this uh, this competition. Uh, for most of the competition, McDermott of Australia was leading with a, a height of 202, just based off of misses. She had a much cleaner competition, and then um, we ended up seeing um, you know Lysinki of of Russia getting over that 204 bar, which um, which uh, Mc McDermott was just not uh, was not able to do, um, and so she. And something that was interesting about her, she actually has a is like a, the true elite athlete. If you look at her jumping, uh, this is uh, McDermott. She has a book that she writes in after every single jump, and she writes like notes and gives a rating of how the jump went from like one to ten and what she needs to focus on at her next jump. So she is extremely conscious of how she's comp- competing, and it's cool to see. Because it's it's truly truly an elite athlete there, so um, it was an, it was an exciting competition. Uh, Vashti Cunningham of the United States ended up getting sixth. Uh, it was it was a close competition. She jumped one she jumped one ninety eight uh, or one ninety six, and then tried to pass over bars and, and, and catch up jumping uh, two meters, but just wasn't able to get over it. Um, but still, overall great um, you know career so far with her. It's only her first Olympics, and, and she's fairly young, so she's got a lot of a uh, lot of jumping ahead of her. Next, uh, next in the final event we're gonna get talking about. Uh, was the javelin. So this was a huge, uh, huge upset that we saw. Uh, Chopra of India actually won their first, I believe it's their first uh, medal in like 40 years and, and like their first medal of, uh, their first gold medal like ever uh, or, or something like that for, for track and field or, or javelin. And so he was able to break this huge streak and, and be um, for India. He threw a, a distance of 87.58 Um and something that you'll notice if you look at the medal count is there's one name that is distinctly not there, and that is Giannis Vetter of Germany. He was the guy that is the favorite. He is someone that could have potentially break the world record, one of the greatest javelin throwers of all time. Uh, and he's not, he wasn't on the medal count. 
not only was he not in the medal contention, he didn't even get in the top eight where he got the extra three throws. He came in ninth. He threw 82-52 uh, and then fouled the next two attempts. And um, this I, I wasn't able to see his throws in particular, but I feel like he had to have been injured because he is so good and so consistent to see him throw something like an 82-52 means there just has to be something wrong because this guy is someone that consistently throws over 90 meters. Uh, he didn't throw fantastic at the qualifier, um, and so I'm thinking something has to be going on and, uh, because he, he's just so dominant, and to see him not do this is not win this is, is crazy. I mean, um, to put into perspective, uh, he had he was the biggest favorite going into the Olympics of any athlete in the entire uh, Olympics that lost. The, the biggest favorite to win um, in the entire Olympics was, um, was Mondo Duplantis. He was the biggest favorite. Um, if you're looking at betting, betting lines, if you have that in your, your area, he was minus 1,000, which means you'd have to, if you bet 100, if you had, you'd have to bet $1,000 in order to just win 100. So that'd be a terrible bet to make. And then Vetter was minus 650, which means that you'd have to bet $650 just to be able to win $100. So not a very good bet at all either. And um, so he was the biggest favorite in the Olympics that did not win a medal. The next biggest would have been uh, Grant Holloway, um, who ended up winning, who ended up getting second place. So um, this was a, a, a huge shocker. Um, hoping he can rebound. Uh, I'm sure he probably will in or in just in tune for worlds coming up soon. So, uh, but yeah, congrats to Chopra. Very exciting for him. Uh, and then we also saw Kipchoge winning the marathon. No surprise. Dude is the goat. He ran a 208, won by like a minute. You saw him playing mind games with people, pretending to bump knuckles. He was smiling, having a good time. Like, it, like obviously, he's going to win. Uh, dude is just super, super good. And so I am uh, I'm excited. It was, it's you know, exciting to see him, him do his thing. Uh, I think American Galen Rupp got eighth. Um, uh, and so he, he did all right. Not, wasn't probably as good as he wanted to do, get on the medal stand, but still not a, not a bad competition for him. And, uh, that wraps up the Olympics for us. Uh, it is crazy to think we are finally over day 10. We've had 10 straight days of the Olympics. And so, uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed it. We're, so that means our daily content, this is going to be the last daily episode that we have. Uh, the next episode is going to be on Tuesday. We're going to be going back to our Tuesday-Saturday format. So Tuesday, the, this upcoming episode uh, that we're going to be talking about on Tuesday will be kind of a recap of the Olympics. I'm going to talk about the top 10 moments uh, and just things that happened during the Olympics. Uh, and then next Saturday, we'll probably have our last episode. Well, I'm trying to, I'm debating uh, if we're going to have our last episode of Moving Mountains then, or will we just drop that uh, like on a Sunday as a bonus episode? Because we are going to be getting our interviews back. We actually have a few uh, lined up shortly that are going to be pretty exciting, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting, those, uh, getting those going for sure. But uh, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of Track World News. Hope you enjoyed 10 minutes in Tokyo, even though it was closer to 20 minutes. Um, leave a like, leave a, uh, go and subscribe, leave a review, all that. It takes you only 30 seconds, and it means the world to me. So we'd really appreciate it. Uh, have a good one. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.